This is the Hunt for Wellness podcast with Chris Gambino, 40, bada bing. It's another great day for wellness, and this is Bones bringing the packs of F3 Nation the latest strategies and tips to accelerate their king and optimize their queen. Health is a journey and requires you to take a proactive approach on a daily basis. Knowing exactly what to do and how to do it will help you achieve it faster. Each week, we are going to be interviewing the leading health and wellness experts, sharing inspiring stories from the packs, and diving into the latest research to help you optimize your health. So get ready as we embark on your hunt for wellness. Well, welcome back to another edition of the Hunt for Wellness podcast. This is Dr. Tunis Hunt, otherwise known as Bones in the Gloom. And Pax, super excited to be on the airways with you today and our special guest. We are continuing our series of interviewing some highly, highly influential men across our country and the F3 Nation, and today's show will not disappoint think we might have the youngest member of the SLT on the, on, on the call today. I don't know. Maybe he can correct me on that. But uh, I had the opportunity to meet this high-impact man uh, in person uh, this past spring in Jacksonville when I had the opportunity to go down to the Sandlot Jacks event. Uh, he is a uh, staple uh, down in that region. And uh, the, he's not afraid to wear some short shorts uh, out in the gloom. And maybe he can share some of that strategy with us today. And of course, I am talking about my friend and our friend, Chris Gambino, otherwise known as Bada Bing in the gloom. Welcome to the show, my brother. Thanks, Bones. It's really awesome to be here. I'm glad you asked me to be on the show. Uh, it was really Really great to meet you in person at the Sandlot. Uh, you got so much energy. Uh, just love talking with you. I think you and I conquered the obstacle course together. Mostly. Yeah, the Go Ruck Nasty. Yeah, the Go Ruck Nasty, which uh, definitely left a dent on me after doing that sort of uh, assault bike uh, sandbag combo. But um, brutal. And I, if I recall, your hands were pretty ripped up from that obstacle course as well. So. You know, we've been through some shared suffering together. And so I feel like we got this bond now. That's right. That's right. And then uh, we kind of topped it off with a little uh, peruse uh, beer ruck around Jack's uh, that evening. And and so that that was kind of icing on the cake as far, yeah, as, the, as, far as that goes. The beer ruck makes it all worth it, you know, at the end <laughs> there. So, <laughs> so my, a nice, a nice IPA, especially, yeah. in, and I think I put this out there. It's uh now that IPC is done, it's time for IPAs. Hey, hey, I like the play on words there. So we kind of alluded to the fact that uh, you are in that Jack's region, but why don't you start us off uh, today, just kind of giving us a little bit of background about how you learned about F3, how you got EH, and then of course, uh, the infamous name Bada Bing in the gloom. How'd, how'd we get that? Okay, uh, I will try to be brief, but... Uh, in about 2017, the fall of 2017, I uh, was eating lunch in a cafeteria at a well-known establishment uh, where I worked here in Jacksonville, uh, downtown Jacksonville, and I was eating alone. I was sort of the quintessential sad clown, would bury myself in work, would occasionally go grab a bite to eat, 
Um, not that I didn't have a lot of, I guess, friends in air quotes, but no real um, close friends at that point in time in my life. Um, I had been, well, I've been married now for, hope I get this right, 17 years. So this was 2017. Uh, so over five years ago, but, um, you know, married 12 years at that point, two kids. And uh, I'm sitting in, in this cafeteria eating lunch and I decide, you know, I'm going to put on a podcast I like called The Art of Manliness. And it just so happened that uh, the F3 episode with Dread and OBT uh, kind of popped up. And so I said, hey, I'll listen to that, see what that's all about. Um, and when I'm sitting there, I just got drawn in by the concept of F3 and the concept of, you know, sad clown syndrome. And I started thinking, wait a second, that's me. Uh, happy on the outside, doing well in my career. I have a family, a wife, they all love me, uh, but I'm unhappy. And there, for, there are some reasons for that, which I can share later in the show, that there's some tragedy that had kind of rocked my world um, back in 2015 that I had been dealing with and not dealing with it very well at all. I was using the typical, I guess, male uh, ways of dealing with things through compartmentalization, anger, numbing methods, things like that, uh, while still keeping a, a smile on my face. And so what did I do? I I looked and I said, I wonder if this F3 thing's in Jacksonville and specifically Ponte Vedra where we lived. And you know what? There was one two miles down the street from my house. Um, and so I said, you know, I'm going to just give it a shot and show up uh, because they said it's free. I mean, you know, I, I like fitness. I like to work out. Um, so thankfully, a neighbor I had talked to about it said he had also heard about this group. And so he, I believe, had gone once. And, and so he validated that it wasn't sort of this meet me on the ninth green at 9 p.m. type of uh, group or it wasn't fight club. Um, and so I did I did just that. I showed up the next day and I met this awesome group of guys who on day one shared with me some very intimate, intimate things about their lives and their struggles that they were going through. And I knew right then and there that any of the, things that I was doing to not be a sad clown, whether that be coping mechanisms or therapy or, or whatever, that wasn't it. Even church to an extent, um, because I had kind of pulled away a little bit from my church family at that time, wasn't going to solve it. But this thing in the gloom where I had just gotten a pretty solid beatdown with this group of men, and then they all started sharing things and the circle of trust was new to me and all the emotion that I'd been holding inside, not that exact day, but I could feel something of this inner emotion was coming out through physical exertion. Uh, I just knew something different was going on here. And um, in the circle of trust and the name of Rama, you know, asked me who I was, what's my embarrassing story, you know, how I heard about it. And my last name's Gambino, um, you know, of the uh, New York crime family. And uh, allegedly, allegedly, just for the for your <laughs> listeners, um, I tried to give an embarrassing story or many embarrassing stories. I, by the way, I used to do yoga quite a bit uh, for all of you who are complaining about the new F3 Broga mat. I'm a fan. I own it. 
my wife uses it mostly, but um, I was really into that for a while. So I thought maybe I'd get something like, you know, stretchy pants or broga, you know, or whatever. Uh, but they just went straight for the uh, Sopranos reference. And, you know, Bada Bing is the uh, name of the club that they always to hang out at. Um, I've never been there, but that kind of just stuck. And, you know, once the name sticks, they're just going to going to go with it. And uh, I guess it could have been worse. So Bada Bing is not that bad. Uh, there's definitely, uh, you know, we have a lot of fun with it. There is a Bada Boom now in F3 Jacks. So sometimes when we post together in the gloom, we try to stand next to each other in Namorama and we just do bada bing, bada boom, you know? Uh, but that's that's how I got my nickname. So I got off pretty easy and um, I've now been consistently, you know, helping grow the region, being part of the region, hanging out with the packs, doing first half, second half, third half stuff. And, you know, what is it now about five years um, since I my first post was September of 2017. So it's now been over five years. So been an awesome awesome journey uh and just from a, a mental health standpoint has been just as beneficial as the physical side yeah well i mean i i kudos to you man for taking the initiative of hearing you know the podcast and then taking the initiative of, of, of that next step to actually look for a location and then even to show up and and kind of EHing yourself because not everybody will do that. A lot of guys will wait till someone holds their hand and walks them through the process. So kudos to you for that, man. And I agree that uh, you came out uh, pretty well on that name, especially with, you know, some of the things you shared about your, you know, who you are and, and, and some of the things that you were doing, it could have been much, much worse. So, uh, and, and yeah, you can't go by Bada, I guess, in, in the region because uh, there's two of you that are Bada's, but uh, one's a bing and one's a boom. And uh, sounds like fun. I see you guys post um, quite a bit uh, shirtless, it looks like, and maybe that's just for the pictures. Um, uh, so Jacksonville's a little bit warmer than many of the regions across the country. So maybe that has something to do with it as well. So uh, whatever you're doing out there, man, you're accelerating <laughs> and, 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 and keep up the good work it, on that. We, we, we do tend to take the shirts off, you know, throughout the workout. However, it, it started as a, uh, is an iron packs joke a couple of years ago where we said, Hey, let's all take our shirts off and take the photo and send it to the iron packs crew. And then they be became the sort of catalyst for the, you know, sweaty shirtless picks, you know, sweaty men calendar F3 calendar. So it's sort of this back and forth thing now of anytime we can, you know, post a sweaty shirtless pick uh, where it appears that we're oiled up. We do it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and and it's amazing to see some of the transformation of some of the packs in the region who are those really, really crazy was nows where they've lost 50 pounds and now they're taking their shirts off any chance they get. Uh, sure. It's just, it's just wild to see the confidence level. I love it, man. I think it's great. I think it's great that you guys do that. Now you're always kind of sprawled out in the front. So I know you're not modest at all over there, but uh... <laughs> I, I, for some reason, for some reason, like, and I feel like there's a guy like this in every region who I can, who can relate with me, but like, you just do that laying down pose in the front. And then it just became like the bada being like lay down in the front of the picture, yeah. uh, you know, with the, and then the short shorts and all of that. And it just became like my move. That's it. That's it. Hey, once you own something, you got to run with it. So good for you. Well, obviously you're accelerating locally in your region. Um, 
and and kind of make an impact there. But uh, you also are on the shared leadership team for the nation. So help us understand exactly what that role is uh, and kind of what you're doing on a day-to-day, week-to-week basis for for the nation. Sure. Yeah. It's uh it's an awesome team to be a part of. Um, you know, you may or may not know that it exists, but um, it is really a again a leadership team that helps us to shape uh, where the nation is going. You know, obviously each region is free to lead, so we're not trying to push down process and things like that. But we are trying to keep those sort of uh, tenets and and sort of sacred things sacred, uh, specifically the mission, you know, the core principles and uh, the credo and trying to provide resources to men and aggregate resources to men to be able to help regions accelerate. Um, Ultimately, I mean, we don't come up with a lot of these resources, thankfully. Uh, There are men smarter than us out there in other regions that have done something. And you've probably heard the uh, Stuff Worth Trying podcast. We align very closely with them on, hey, if this is something that's worth trying around the nation, we're going to put it out there as a resource to help guys um, and man, it's just been really fun. I am, uh, the, what's known as the head of it, uh, for the shared leadership team, which means I just, you know, fix things when they break on the website and try to, uh, y- you know, put resources and tools out there, uh, from an it perspective that are going to be helpful. Um, and specifically my goal is really to ensure that the brand that we're putting out there on the web you know, is something that's going to bring more guys in and really expose the message of what we're doing of, you know, invigorating male community leadership. Um, And that, you know, we are going to have, you know, if you haven't been on the website lately, you'll notice it's very uh, FNG friendly now uh, to where, you know, a lot of the F3 inside baseball jargon has kind of been taken down and we've kind of made it a little more friendly to uh, a new guy to be able to say, okay, uh, I, I think I understand what's going on here and, 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 you know, I'm going to show up and post to this, uh, to this workout. Um, and I help a lot with comms. Comms is kind of my first love. Uh, I, I might almost venture to say it's my, you know, dolphin and daffodil. Um, I'm the comms guy in Jack's, uh, still looking, uh, to hand that off, but, um, I do a lot with videos and social media and, and photos and things like that of the packs. And we have a lot of fun with that. Um, but yeah, that's, that's my role. It's been great to be around other high impact men from around the nation. Um, and just like you've done when you've posted downrange, it's like the same guys, right? It's like just good guys accelerating high impact men doing things in the gloom and in their community. Uh, you can go anywhere across the U S and now internationally, can't believe we're saying that, but, uh, and you know, just meet up with guys you've never met before and get after it. Yeah, well, I appreciate your your leadership in that arena. That's certainly something that's not a specialty of mine. So when you guys talk that jargon, I have no idea what's going on other than I have seen the website uh, more recently and it does look great. So whatever you guys are doing, and I like the perspective of looking at it from an F&G standpoint, because I think if we're going to re- reach our goal and get some of these other media outlets to point you know, people towards us, uh, having that appearance uh that's welcoming and understanding and uh you know understandable rather um is good so man keep up the good work on that and uh i'm sure you're always looking for 
guys to, to, to help out or provide off, you know, information or whatever. And we can kind of get to that toward, yeah. towards the end here. Um, yeah. And, but, and selfishly, yeah, go ahead. If, if you are, if you are listening to this and you are an IT uh, PAX, come see me because I am building a team. I cannot do this alone. And in fact, just quick background bones. I uh, am not formally an IT guy by trade. Uh, I have worked in tech companies, tech startups, and, and in, even in fitness technology and wellness technology, but I'm an ops guy and a strategy guy. So those hands-on programmers, I know you're out there, you know, That's those right. WordPress website admins, I know you're out there, reach out to me. Okay. Well, there you go, Pax. You have been given the green light. If that's not you, you know somebody that can probably maybe fill up that bill. So uh, we'll, we'll get your contact info here at the end of the show here, Bada, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll get you connected. So why don't we kind of switch gears a little bit and, and learn a little bit about you. Um, the purpose of kind of having you on the show today is just kind of share your your health and wellness journey, um, whatever that looks like, some of the strategies that you find is advantageous to you, and maybe some of the guys that you you post with that you find do a good job as far as keeping their health and wellness where it needs to be. So to, before we kind of go down that rabbit hole, paint us a picture about like who you are like as a person. You mentioned, obviously, you're married. Sounds like you have 2.0s. Um, if someone's never met you before, maybe you know your height, your age, your weight, kind of, kind of, so the guy can kind of picture who you are so that as you share some of the things you do, they can kind of put that in context. Sure. Yeah. So, um, I, am five foot nine, I currently weigh, uh, between 180 and 185. I'm not weighing myself daily right now. Um, and I don't really have an opinion on whether you should or shouldn't weigh yourself daily. Um, but, um, I, uh, grew up playing sports. I grew up playing, you know, soccer and baseball, a little bit of football. Um, but being that I was five, nine and, you know, probably at that point, you know, buck 70 football, wasn't really going to last very long for me. So focused on soccer, did intramural soccer in college at university of North Florida. Uh, but I was always really into, uh, lifting weights and working out. So I, a group of small friends, a small group of friends growing up, uh, and then sort of an older mentor that got us into lifting weights every day. And so my, you know, main thing from probably age 16 to, you know, 23, 24 was kind of being that gym bro, you know, guy, uh, you know, this is back in the nineties, uh, late nineties, early two thousands. And, um, I had a really, really consistent regimen because I had a lot of friends. We were all, I mean, a small group of friends that were really into, you know, lifting weights. And so we were all reading the Arnold bodybuilding, you know, book and trying to take supplements, which, you know, we're trying to figure out, you know, what's creatine do, you know, what's glutamine, what's protein going to do to us, you know, what, you know, what are these thermogenics and this and that. So, you know, uh, I'm, I'm an open book. Yeah. I, I, I took all kinds of different supplements knew whether I knew about them or not. And, uh, you know, it was, it was good, but I started to realize, you know, like, man, you know, I'm getting big and getting muscles and all this stuff, but, um, I wasn't very diverse in my fitness. I was very, you know, one, I was basically the guy who did squats and bench press and, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, if you put me up against a CrossFitter today, I would have gotten destroyed. Even if you put me up against an F3 guy today at that age, I would have been destroyed because I couldn't run very well. And uh, I think my max sort of weight uh, 
at age 21, uh, when I was bulking was like 195 and all muscle and, you know, it looked good, but it didn't feel good. <laughs> and, and I was, I had also learned a lot about diet early on. Um, and I started to really kind of follow the, um, I don't know if you know who Bill Phillips is. He was a guy that also in like EA, I think he owned EAS. Um, I used to read his, read his stuff on high protein diets and then had read a lot on Atkins and, you know, paleo along the way. And so I was always very, very in tune with, Hey, you got to get enough protein in your diet. Um, and you need to kind of keep the carbs low and you need a lot of veggies. And, um, and that always worked for me. Um, and I, I was always fascinated with the science behind it and sort of the, you know, how does this all work and how's it going to affect my, my body and my energy. And so I would test things out on myself and I was never sort of a one diet's going to work for me. It was, Hey, let's try a bunch of different stuff and see what my body, how it reacts. And then ultimately I, uh, sort of kind of came up with this, um, diet and eating plan for myself that really, really worked for me. And it was kind of a combination of, you know, uh, paleo and, you know, Atkins and high protein, low carb, you know, eating, uh, smaller meals throughout the day, you know, trying to get your, um, uh, basal metabolism to stay high, you know, burn calories, uh, while you're, you know, resting as well as after, you know, get that afterburn effect after your workouts. And, um, so I had really studied it quite a bit, but at the same time, after having two kids um, and being married to a wife who made good meals, I I had, uh, you know, sort of been on that, uh, I guess Dredd would call it the, the pogo, uh, you know, where I'd be on the diet, sticking to it and disciplined, and then I'd be off it. And then I'd be on it, and then I'd be off. And I'd gotten to a point where a lot of that muscle turned into fat and there wasn't a whole lot I could do about it unless I decided to go run right? Do some cardio. And so, you know, I got to a weight of over 200 pounds in my, um, late twenties. And I, uh, decided at, at that point, you know what, like I need to stick to the diet and I need to run and do cardio and see what happens. And I was able to lose about 40 pounds doing that. So I got down to, I think I got down to about maybe 160, 165. Um, and then realized that was probably a little too light <laughs> and then was able to since then kind of balance between, you know, a good healthy weight of, you know, 175 to, to 185, um, you know, and, and at my, um, height and everything, you know, if I'm training for like a race or something, then I'll try to get down to the, in the one seventies. And if I'm just wanting to feel good and feel healthy, I'll be in the low, you know, one eighties, but, um, but I still stick to that, almost that same diet that I, um, kind of had written out for myself and I don't do as much tracking as I used to, but it's kind of become ingrained in me that that's how I should be eating. That's how my body responds best. And, adding F3 to the mix really helps obviously me be well diverse in my fitness, um, being able to do, you know, copious amounts of like work and burpees, but also while being able to lift weights and, and run and do cardio and having a, a well-rounded, um, you know, ability to, you know, do all those things. 
Yeah. So it sounds like early on you really had an interest in physique, wellness, weight training, and so forth. Um, and so it was kind of always in your wheelhouse. That's not always the case for, for people, you know, a lot of times guys may come from a background where they're not exercising at all. And F3 is kind of their first attempt at really implementing some kind of strategy into their lifestyle. But it sounds like you, however, really kind of gravitated towards that. And you, and you did kind of what I did, which is really looked into the research and the science and, and kind of geeked out on it a little bit yeah. versus just kind of taking, you know, somebody else's word for it. If you will, you, you kind of experimented with different styles of eating, um, which I'm sure you broke your mother's heart with a Gambino name and the low carbs. I mean, that's gotta be, it, it, <laughs> that's gotta it, be tough. Yeah, it, it broke my mother's heart, but more so my wife, I think thought she was marrying a, you know, a, an Italian who loved Italian food. And at that point I had kind of been like, so ingrained not to eat, you know, pasta that she uh, didn't get exactly what she thought she was getting, but we've, we've worked through that. We've sure. Through that. Sure. Yeah. And, and, and um, you know, you know what I, I like I, though? I like, and for Hello what? Kitty, you know, I, I do like the gabagool. The gabagool. Huh? Freaking and gabagool. And I'll, and as long as you consume olive oil, you, you'll keep those guys happy yeah. as well. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I, it was also interesting to kind of hear how you, depending on how you were exercising, how your weight kind of fluctuated, uh, certainly when you're higher protein and, and lifting the weight, uh, obviously that produces muscle synthesis and muscle growth. And it sounds like your body are responding to that. And then what happens to a lot of those guys. And it sounds like to you as well is you just get a little slack on some of the dietary guidelines and maybe even the level of intensity of exercise. And then fortunately that muscle quickly turns to fat and you found yourself overweight. And then you implemented more of a heavier, higher cardiovascular, if you will, fitness. Um, and then probably swung the pendulum too far in the other direction to where you probably were right. a little bit on the lighter side, uh, than you wanted to be. Would you say that you also notice, um, a lack of muscle strength and did you just feel weaker when you're on that other end of the pendulum? Yeah, I did. I actually was monitoring sort of like, uh, my progress and you don't just lose fat, you lose muscle, you lose definition. If you've ever, uh, looked at sort of the guy who runs have you ever seen the guy who's like the skinny fat marathon runner yeah that like they're skinny but they're kind of got a little pudge and they just look sort of like blah right mm -hmm. and that's kind of what i had gotten to and i kind of knew that might happen because really the only true way to kind of maintain definition and lose weight is to be super disciplined over a long, long period of time. And it takes way longer. And so I was like, I got to lose this weight. I'm just, I know what to do. It's a mathematical equation. It's high protein, low carbs. It's, it's, uh, basically, you know, uh, cal caloric deficit. And if I do caloric deficit all day, every day for six months, I'm going to lose the weight. I mean, it's just yeah. straight math. Um, whether or not that's the healthiest thing for you, I don't know. Bones are yeah. Today. I mean, what, 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 what people get confused on and, and, and I'm glad you brought that up because that is a, an, an, a concern for guys, especially if you're new to F3 and 
you know, one of the goals that you have is just to lose weight or you've been part of F3 for a while and, and, and you're trying to figure out what you can do differently to, to lose the weight. Um, you know, the caloric deficit certainly is, you know, the mathematical equation, but um, people oversimplify it with the calories in calories out mindset. And, and they think if they exercise more or eat less, then um, that's the long-term answer. And you mentioned it earlier, you talked about a metabolic rate. Um, it's kind of keeping that high. And that's really kind of what it comes down to. It's how do we burn more energy than we consume? And that's not necessarily by exercising harder or starving ourselves as much as how do we change that resting metabolic rate? And what the research is really kind of showing is the more lean muscle that we have, the more thermogenesis will create or, or muscle burning at a, at a rest. And by eating protein, we actually burn more calories eating the protein than we burn than we eat like carbohydrates or even fat. Right. So you have this caloric deficit just in by the very sheer nature of eating more of a protein high yeah. diet and then adding more muscle to right. your frame uh, without having to starve yourself or, you know, do extended exercise sessions. Yeah. I mean, you being the professional, this is how I had always thought about it. I'm not a professional. There's a disclaimer. Uh, so anything I say on this show packs may or may not be right, but I would always think about it like the, you know, Krebs cycle, ATP, you know, it, 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 turning it into energy and all of that. And from a protein standpoint, um, they have more, you know, uh, it's harder to break down for your body to break down protein than it would be for a simple carb. Same with like a fibrous food, right? Your body has to work harder to break that down. Therefore it's create, it's, it's using uh, bring more calories to do that. Right. Is that, I, I don't know if that's true or not. That's what I always believed. And I feel like I read it somewhere. Um, and so I would always try to eat more veggies like broccoli and things that were high in, you know, fiber, things that your body has to really work hard to, to break down. Um, and I feel like that worked for me. Yeah. I mean, you're, 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 you're essentially right from a standpoint of, you know, what the body refined carbohydrates or, or, you know, quick carbs, if you will, um, are just so easy to turn to sugar so quickly in the body that, um, it elicits an insulin spike. And then that's what put your body in the quote unquote fat storage mode. And so that's why people get in trouble eating those style of foods versus, more of the complex carbohydrates like broccoli or, or, or certainly protein, for instance. Um, but the thermogenic effect, you know, specifically is for that protein. Cause I mean, broccoli, for instance, is a carbohydrate. So yeah. it would still not fit the same thermogenic okay. effect, but from a breakdown standpoint, um, and from a, from a quick insulin spike standpoint, it is certainly better than let's just say yeah. copious amounts of sugar or donuts. Refined, yeah. Yeah. Donuts or yeah. even rice or pasta or whatever yeah. that that's going to be converted much quicker and elicit much bigger spike yeah, I, in your insulin. Yeah. Like I used to eat a lot of sweet potatoes. I still kind of do. Uh, and you know, I know that's comp more of a complex carb and just try to eat more whole foods actually nowadays, now that I'm 40, you know, I'm just trying to, stick to the outside aisles of the grocery store, you know, just go around the perimeter where most of the whole foods with very few ingredients live um, as just a quick tip, grocery store tip. 
Yeah, Fun fact. no, I mean, no, it is, it is. It's a perfect tip, and um, it's been mentioned before, and and hopefully, packs that are are doing their grocery shopping or even working with that with their M will consider that because you're absolutely right. And you know, diets are like religion. People get on their dogma and they they defend their, their take on, you know, whether you need a lot of meat or you need to be vegetarian right. or vegan and, and people kind of get on their soapboxes. But what I have noticed um, just across the board, and this is really what it comes down to is it's what they all have in common as far as what they avoid. That's probably the most beneficial right. thing about the diet than the nuances of this specific aspect of what they do um, consume in the, in their own diet. For instance, somebody that's eating this sad American diet, which is kind of how we refer to it, the sad diet with the processed foods and the, the sugars and the preservatives and stuff like that. They just went vegan. For instance, initially they're going to get some health benefits, or if they just go carnivore, they're going to get some health benefits, not necessarily just because of the change of what they choose to eat, but what they're choosing to avoid. And I think across right. the board, that's the most important thing. So I always tell people who kind of count, come to me for counseling and, and nutrition, I'm like, let's not concentrate on all the things you have to add to your diet as much as let's identify a few of these things that we know you shouldn't be eating and eliminate those things first. Because once you do that, then adding some of that other stuff just becomes a little bit more obviously um, uh, impactful, but it becomes easier long-term as well right. of those other things. Yeah. And, and, you know, the, um, you know, statement of you can't out King your queen always resonates with me. Uh, especially when I'm working super hard to try to accomplish that. And it, it's never works. Yeah. Uh, it, it is really truly 80% diet, I think. And, and, you know, that's something that I've learned and tried to pass on to, to other folks, right. Is that, Hey, you can come to F3 and, you know, uh, you can work out, but you're not going to get in better shape unless you dial in what you're eating. Um, and I, and I think ultimately too, you know, from a mental health standpoint, I feel better when I'm disciplined in my diet. Um, I don't feel as lethargic. I feel like I'm a better asset to my family. Um, like I have more energy. I think that's ultimately my why, you know, is, why do I do F3? Why do I eat healthy? It used to be about the aesthetics, you know, when you're younger, it's like, well, you want to, you know, look good, have abs, you know, go to the beach and, you know, uh, walk around with your shirt off. But now it's really more, how can I serve my family better? How can I have more energy and be able to have reserves to give them my best after a hard day? Uh, how can I, you know, enjoy the things they like to do when I'm older, you know, running around when I'm 50 or 60 years old and being able to keep up with them and the things they like. And that's what really drives me, you know, be able to support them. And, you know, it is nice occasionally when they give you that feedback of, hey, dad, you know, you look good or, you know, I, those are some big muscles you got there or whatever, you know, or they know that dad can lift it or dad can pick them up if they, you know, fell down or dad can rescue them if they've, you know, if we need to get out of a bad situation, which has happened a couple of times because I also am a bit clumsy and a risk taker and sometimes tend to tell my kids that, oh, this hike will be easy. And then it ends up being way harder. 
And then so, they're riding on your shoulders on the way out. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but then, but yeah. then for me, it becomes a secondary challenge, right? That's okay, right. Now, that's I, right. now I've got to extract the family. That's right. That's right. Make it, make up your own narrative. I love it. And you brought up a great point. I mean, you know, you know, one of the things that I like to ask guys is, you know, they're why, you know, why, why do they get up and do the red pill on a daily basis? And you've, you've alluded to, I think something that will resonate with most people or most guys that get into F3. And certainly one of the reasons of, of my why, of why I choose to do the the daily disciplines that I do around my health and nutrition and things I choose not to do, um, because of the, those, that bigger picture. Um, and, and you brought up another thing as far as food and its effect on how you feel. And I often tell people, and, and you may probably say the same thing is, you know, food is fuel and the, the quality of that fuel that we're putting into our body is going to dictate the quality of the performance of the body. And, and you can't just, you know, work on the physical fitness aspect of your health and ignore that, that queen aspect of the, and, um, you know, we have people in, in our region and I'm sure you do too, that just seem to, um, uh, it seems like all they really care about is the second F and, and second F is great. Don't get me wrong. I love second F and it needs to be part of your, your thing, but it, it, if that's what you're concentrating on instead of the first half, uh, then, then you may not reach some of those goals that you have set out for yourself, uh, long-term. So I always, I always tell guys, listen, go and do the second half and, and enjoy it. I certainly I do. Um, but it, you can't do it at, at the expense of that first half and, and, and you want to continue to do that. Um, when it comes to diet, man, it sounds like you've tried to dial it in. None of us are perfect. I live by the 80, 20 rule. I've, I've shared that before because, you know, life is too short not to enjoy some of those things. But at the same time, I also know that when I take it in a different perspective and I allow more than 20% to get out of hand, I also don't feel good. What is your, uh, dietary gesture? If you have one, what is that one thing that, just trips you up more than you'd like to admit, um, uh, in your own diet. So it's, I'm not going to say one specific thing, but I will okay. say I'm that guy who stands in the pantry with the door open snacking. So, you know, we've got all these kids snacks in there, there's shelves and shelves of them. And, uh, I literally will get mesmerized with all the snacks and I'll start to grab one package of, you know, gummy bears, and then I'll grab some uh, chocolate and then some of the, you know, kids uh, brownies, you know, the cosmic brownies and, and all this stuff. And the next thing you know, I've just eaten like 500 calories and snacks, you know, yeah. um, is kind of, you know, my family knows that about me. They say, get out of the, get out of the pantry, you know, uh, you know, you're not supposed to be in there, you know, you're and so my gesture is, uh, you know, I, my eyes, I guess, see something and then they start to, uh, you know, go to my brain. Like you got to have that. You got to have that, you know? Uh, uh, so I do that occasionally with things in the refrigerator too. You know, if, if um, I, when I worked in an office, one of my gestures was free food, right? Mm -hmm. Somebody brings in bagels, somebody brings in donuts. Well, it's free. So I should just eat it. Well, I've now taught myself and trained myself. That's not my food just because uh -huh. it's free. It's not mine. It's not part of, uh, I don't like deserve it just because it's there. 
So I've kind of trained myself that you, you don't always have to eat it just because it's free either. So, um, yeah, that's kind of the, the, the two things, uh, where I tend to get off the rails, but you know what? Um, I've also learned if you get off track, you can just get right back on. Like if you screw a day up and you just blow it out of the water and have a whole cheat day and you didn't expect to, and you, you know, you could be all upset about it and get mad at yourself, or you can just be like, ah, whatever, you know, I did it. I, I, you know, I'm going to get back on the track tomorrow. Right. And I think a lot of guys go down the path of, oh man, you know, I'm so down about, I was doing so good. And, and, and now they go down that slippery slope of thinking, well, there's no way I can recover from that. Well, you know what, even if you've spent a week partying and, you know, a week worth of cheat days, you can just jump right back in. It doesn't matter, you know, get back on the train. Uh, and I think it's the same thing with guys who stop coming to F3, you know, like, just get back in. We want, we want to see you out there. Um, uh, you know, and it's the same thing with your diet. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, I, I, I think that's a great answer. And, and you brought up a good point about that free food perspective, because I think that's a, that's a slippery slope for most people, especially in these shared office spaces. And, and prior to COVID obviously it was a different atmosphere than maybe some of the workspaces have gone back to. But when I used to, um, pre COVID counsel, a lot of people about their diet and nutrition, one of the things that they would always keep bringing up and it seemed to trip them up is exactly what you said. Well, so-and-so brings so-and-so to the uh, such and such to the office every day. And it was just kind of helping them understand that just because it's there doesn't mean you have to eat it. It's okay to say, no, this is what I'm going to do instead. Um, and it's not rude. Uh, and you can politely explain why you're choosing to eat something different. And, you know, there's a, that's a whole nother conversation as far as kind of what you might choose to restrict and how you express that to other people without them looking at you like you're crazy or you got nine eyes or you're <laughs> judging them. And really what it comes down to is people worried that people are going to judge them or they think that they're judging them and like, no, no, I don't care. You can eat that if, if you want. Um, I'm not judging you. I just personally choosing not, not to do it. And there's some, there's some ways of, uh, around that. And I love that you brought up the, the get back on the wagon thing, because I, we all slip up. And I, I mean, I, I recently even had an experience like that not too long ago where I was like, I had this game plan for what I was going to do for the day. And, and I ended up not achieving or, or allowing things into, into it that I wasn't planning on it. And the next day I was like, Oh man, I, I hate that. I, but I had to give myself grace, right? I had to say, well, yeah. hold up. This is a, a marathon here day by day. I right. got to enjoy day by day. Um, now it's not an excuse never to take responsibility and never get back on the wagon. Right. But at the same time, um, you know, the, the other extreme is, well, I messed up now, so I'm just going to keep messing up because I'm, I can't accomplish, you know, that goal right. or it's too hard. Every time we fail, we're just getting stronger and better. And, and, and it sounds like you've been at this a long time. I know I have, um, you know, a lot of people will evaluate what I eat and how I do things in my daily habits and say, well, I can't do half of those things. And I said, well, neither could I five years ago. And it, it's just, you right. add one thing and you, and you get good at it and proficient at it. And then you decide to add a second thing and a third thing, and it just begins to add up over time and, and, and like any habit out there. Um, and I think that happens with the guys falling off 
in the gloom and you, and you brought that up. So speaking of that, what is in your opinion, kind of the biggest obstacles men have when it comes to being consistent in the gloom and, and, and maybe a solution to, to overcome that? Yeah, it's interesting. I read a stat yesterday. I don't know. I don't remember where, but it said something like, Hey, uh, motivation is the number one reason people are now going back to gyms. And I thought motivation is probably also the number one reason people don't go to the gym after they've gone back for three months and then they fizzle out. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And I thought more about, well, really the answer there is, is telling yourself and committing to something that you're going to be disciplined in it, you know, and discipline isn't necessarily always, uh, a straight up the mountain kind of thing. It does have its ups and downs where you're maybe more or less disciplined. Um, but it's more of an intention that you set that you see the value in F3. You see the value in going out there because you have made a commitment to yourself. You made a commitment to the men, the other men that are going to be there that you're not just there for the workout. You're there to support someone who might be hurting. You're there to get better. You're there to help others get better. You're there to pour into others. And, you know, I don't think I mentioned this yet, but I used to work in the fitness uh, technology industry. I had access to every boutique fitness gym and studio in the country. And I've visited thousands uh, in my time in that industry. And I actually will tell anyone any time of day that F3 is better than all of those fitness experiences that I was able to thankfully experience. I thought they were great. You know, there's all kinds of good stuff out there, you know, from CrossFit gyms to yoga studios to Pilates, all, all these different things. I mean, I even went to a, a a gym in New York City called Con Body where you, they locked you in a jail cell and made you do a bunch of body weight workout stuff. It was the most fascinating and odd thing at the same time. And, you know, these are ex cons training you cursing in your face and, you know, uh, having you do all this ridiculous stuff, but that exists. I mean, there's something for everyone, but at the end of the day, we say F3 is more than a workout because it really is more than a workout for men. It has, uh, a glue, uh, to it that has a, um, you know, that, that extra thing of, there's a workout aspect. There is a community aspect. There is again, the fellowship, the faith aspect is just believing in more than something bigger than yourself. You know, I'm a Christian and I have my, my faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, but at the same time, I love men and, and I love seeing them get better. And, and, you know, there is a, a time where I just had to say like, Hey, this is where I need to be. I'm a better man because I'm at F3 and I need to make that a daily discipline of my life, at least, you know, at minimum three, four times a week and um, be out there whenever I can be out there. And my wife will even tell you when I'm not out there, she'll say, you need to be out at F3. Like you fart sack this morning. She knows the term she -hmm. knows. And she'll say, did you fart sack this morning? And I'd say, "Eh, you know, it was a smart sack. My back was hurting a little bit. And she'd be like, no, 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 no. I, I see right through this. Get your butt out of bed tomorrow and go to F3. Like you need it for your mental health, for your physical health. And, uh, and just a better dude when I, when I'm around other high impact men. And so that's my encouragement is that, yeah, there's a lot out there you could be doing. And there's a lot of also excuses that you could be making, which we all make. I'm, uh, 
you know, not exempt from excuses. I make them uh, all the time, excuse myself from uh, wanting to do the hard thing and rather go the easy route. That's, you know, one of my gestures as well as kind of contemplating and battling through that. But I find that if I have the discipline in my life and if I tell myself I'm going to do it, then I will do it. Um, you know, and if I, in, you know, map it out that I align it to my why, then I even have a, a, a better chance at accomplishing the mission rather than relying on my motivation day to day. Cause my feelings are finicky, you know, I get down on myself. I have imposter syndrome. I do all this stuff, you know, that make excuses. But when you kind of don't give yourself the luxury of an excuse, cause you have this plan mapped out and you have guys that, you know, are going to call you out, shame goad you a little bit and tell you, Hey man, what's going on? I mean, I haven't seen you in a while. You getting a little fat, you know, uh, you know, we haven't seen you out there. Like what, what you up to, you know, um, or maybe they just stop by your house and do some monkey humpers. It's, it's a, it's a great built-in accountability to go along with your decision to, to be a part of it. Yeah. I mean, you brought up, you know, I think the, the biggest thing for those of us who get the most at F3 and it's about that, um, outside yourself aspect, right? If, if I'm only going to F3 workouts for the purpose of, uh, the exercise, or if I'm only going, um, for my own personal gains, you're going to fall way short and, or of that, uh, you know, certainly F3 can provide some of that initially, and there's some benefit to that. But at some point, you're going to, you're going to, it's, it's not going to continue to give us that level of, of whatever we're looking for. And it's only when we start adding these other parameters in place or aspects in place, and it's really about the other guys and, and the camaraderie and, and being there for somebody else that really allows you to, to find the bigger meaning and, and find that regardless of who the cue is, regardless of the style of workout, regardless of your energy effort that day or how you're feeling, if it's all about the other guys there and what you can, how you can impact them, you always leave satisfied and you always leave um, excited that you went versus having this personal reason to go that frankly can be disappointed. And, and I think that sometimes happens with guys that find themselves dropping out is maybe they just never somehow got to that level where they were there for the other guys and, and, and maybe were looking for something yeah. specific I mean, for themselves. If I didn't have F3, I'd probably still go work out somewhere. Oh yeah. So yeah. All, so would I. All my, I don't want to get up at five 30 in the morning, but I do it because I know it's going to be, uh, beneficial and, and worth it. You know, it's going to be w worth way more than if I fart sacked and went to the YMCA at five o'clock in the evening and, you know, lifted a few weights, right? Like, it, oh, yeah. That's okay on occasion. I do that on occasion, but like, it's, it's never as good as, you know, what you're going to get out of F3, even on my worst day. Oh, absolutely. And, and I've even played with that. I've been in F3 about as long as you are just, just over. Uh, 2016. So just about as long as you have, or a little bit longer. And, you know, I was the gym guy. I was already waking up at 5am going to the gym on a consistent basis before F3. And one of the excuses I didn't start F3 was, is because I already had my thing. I was like, oh, I'm already doing what I'm, I'm doing. I don't need this other group. And then obviously went and, and, it, and, and, and learned why it's important. But 
because I've been in it that long, I also have gone through that ebb and flow where you're doing F3, you're doing F3, and then you start thinking, well, maybe I'll go back to the gym for a little bit. Or, and I even joined, um, you know, Orange Theory for like a year and a half and okay. did that. And, and I justified that because I was like, oh, I'll go with my wife and we'll work out together. And it'll be, and of course, it, it started out good meaning, but eventually, you know, our schedules got shifted and we were even working out there together. And, and I honestly, I found myself missing F3 because, because I would, I would continue to go to F3, but on a limited basis, because I was going to this other thing, um, because I was paying for this other thing. And I was like, well, I'm going to pay for it. If I don't go, it's a waste of money. And I honestly, and I had a package that allowed so many exercise sessions a month, and I found myself like, oh crap, I got three more I have to use or, you know, and, and, and going, well, I really want to go to F3, but I got these other things I already paid for. Because eventually, to your point that you made already, this other thing, even though I was getting a good workout, wasn't filling my cup like F3 right. fills it because of all these other peripheral things that happen outside of just the yeah. exercise part of F3. Yeah, you're like my brother from a different mother. I, I was in, I did Orange Theory for like a year with F3. Um, the, frankly, because I didn't have to pay the the fees just through my company, I I could go to any of these facilities. So I'd go to Orange Theory. I could walk there. It was just as close as an AO for me. Um, and some days I would go do that, and other days I would do F3. Some days I would double down, which would I'd be yeah. wrecked after that. But like y- there was still something missing. And I do think Orange Theory is a great concept, and they had all the cool tech high tech and they're growing really fast. And, you know, but at the same time, you know, the coach can yell at you and motivate you and all this stuff, but there wasn't, you just walk in you get on the treadmill, you do all the stuff and you leave. And it was a workout. That's it. It was a good workout, but that's about it. Um, and, and that's where, again, you know, F3 is, is got so many more components and layers to it, uh, that make it more than a workout that are solving so many other problems. Um, you know, nobody in Orange Theory cares about what I'm going through in my personal life. You know, nobody's praying for me, you know, and I'm not, I don't know anything about them either. You know, I might yeah. say hi and see them occasionally running on the treadmill, but it, it's yeah, definitely it, different. It, it is. And then we're kind of picking on Orange Theory, but that can be applied to any of those, you know, things that we've already talked about because it's the same thing. You're, there's no community there. And I, I've heard Slaughter say it before and probably other people as well but what's unique about f3 is that cot it's that opportunity to come together as a ball of men and share with each other and it sounds like that was impactful for you even on your first day um to kind of have that experience where these guys were just hey we just worked out together but here's what's important in life and this is what i'm going through and this is the kind of support i need and it really just allows us to to, to be bigger and, and have things outside of ourselves, which is, I think is important yeah. as a human. Well, and, and to that point, and I'll dive into something a little deeper here, but uh, I had actually been struggling for a couple of years uh, after my mom had taken her own life. And that's mm-hmm. the situation I was in. And I was burying all of that in deep, deep down. I was very numb on the outside um, to a lot of things and, and, compartmentalizing my emotions and my thoughts to try and stay happy on the outside, you know, and to try and just hold it together without falling apart. And um, I was the quintessential sad clown, which is why that podcast 
meant so much to me. And I think if there's guys out there that are feeling that way, they're struggling with their emotions and, and mental health and what to do about it, because you think you're a dude, you're supposed to do, you're supposed to be a certain way. You're supposed to be strong. You're supposed to be uh, putting on, you know, this invincible mask. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, when I started coming out to F3, I realized I could take all that off in the gloom. My life was the gloom. The life that I had been living was the gloom. And I'm now in the gloom, able to uh, release a lot of that emotion through physical exertion with other guys who also were struggling. You know, one of the other guys had lost a son tragically in a car accident. And he was sharing that with me. It was very meaningful to me because no one, I had no guys in my life that were talking about the things that they were struggling with. The guys were struggling with their marriages. Guys were struggling with depression, you know, and they're out there and we're out there together. And it was my therapy. It still is, you know, my, my therapy of uh, being able to, you know, be genuine and, and, and talk, talk about things I wouldn't talk about with coworkers or, you know, other acquaintances, even my wife to an extent, you know, because she knew what was going on in my life. Thank God. And she was such a, you know, blessing and gracious woman to me during those times when I was literally in a dark place. But um, that for me is ultimately what keeps me coming back is just that aspect of how can I now help another guy? Uh, and, you know, there are a lot of days when I need my cup filled by someone else too. Um, you know, life isn't easy. You know, marriage isn't easy. Being a dad isn't easy. Having a job, you know, and having to, you know, having the stress and responsibilities of, um, being a provider. None of that's easy. Uh, but there are other guys out there struggling with it too, and, or who have been there. And if you're not going through a trial, Right now, you will be going in through a trial at some point in your life. Uh, and you just have to realize that, you know, without this tribe of men, without this community, uh, you're out there on an island and that's it's a dangerous place to be, um, you know, and that's that's why it's more than a workout for me. Yeah. Wow. Well, um, appreciate you, brother, for uh, sharing that and uh, sorry for your loss. And, and I know that was I couldn't imagine the difficulty that you're going through. And I love that you found F3 and, and they were there to, to help you. And you're going to be an asset to other guys that unfortunately may go through a similar situation moving forward. And, um, you know, wow. Well, as far as F3 goes, obviously you're out there posting. Um, do you have a style of F3 workout that you love the most? Um, no, I just, the boot camps. you know, I, I wouldn't consider myself a proficient runner, although I do go to the running AOs and do the, you know, 5k distances pretty, pretty well. But, um, you know, I, I like, I don't mind burpees. I don't say I like them, but I don't mind burpees. I don't mind doing a lot of the hard stuff. I did, you know, all five weeks of the iron packs. So, you know, I like all that. Um, but for about a year after uh, I had started F3, I actually ran a, a weekly Broga workout and I was pretty much the only one queuing it for quite a while. And then we finally got a couple other guys that kind of picked up on it and were able to take it from there. But, um, you know, we we do that occasionally here in Jack's. It's not as uh, prevalent as it used to be, but um, I 
do believe in, in the benefits of, you know, doing yoga and stretching and core exercises. And I've had some lower back issues. So I, I do believe in adding a little oil to the tin man, if you will, um, through, you know, doing some of those, um, slower, uh, more quality movements, as I would say, and through some of the breath work that comes along with that, being able to sort of breathe through uncomfortable situations. I think it's important. I think it's good to have a mix. Um, but man, anything, any cue throws at me, I'll give it a try. You know? Yeah. Um, so that's kind of my, my, my routine is typically, you know, boot camps, uh, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Saturday, and then rock on Friday and run on uh, Tuesdays. Yeah. So a variety kind of mixing it yeah. all up. And and that's the same approach that I typically take as well. I like to to push my limits in different directions. And if I do find myself training for a specific event, like I just did with the BRR and, and running more, obviously you're getting more proficient in that one, but it comes at the expense of the other ones. And so I'm, I'm quickly yeah. kind of re, repivoting now. Well, I, and I always like to think, um, uh, introspectively, right? Like anytime I say, oh, I don't like that, or I'm not a runner, or I'm not good at that. It immediately makes me think I should be doing that. Yeah. I should be working on, I should be working <laughs> on that because I am immediately thinking, well, that's not the mindset I should have that I'm not good at something or I don't like something. It's I'm not good at that yet. You know, the growth mindset of I could become good at that if I actually gave it, gave it some effort, right? You know, I could run a marathon if I decided I was going to run a marathon and I would train for it, you know? Um, And so that's the way I I try to always keep myself in check by, you know, having that growth mindset of thinking about things that way, um, you know? Yeah. So what's on the docket next for you? I mean, what, what is, what's the big training event or what's the big CSOP you have coming up personally? So right now, um, you know, I don't have one specifically. I've been, I'm being sort of courted to try and do a Spartan um, beast. I'm not sure if I'm going to do that right now, depending on my schedule in December. Uh, there's obviously the Kraken CSOP in Jacksonville. It's a well-known, uh, that's in January. Uh, but you know, one thing I've been thinking about, uh, a lot lately is a grow ruck. Uh, the reason being most people don't know this about me. Uh, I have not actually posted to a grow ruck yet. So, um, it is on my, uh, docket to sign up for one at some point. I did have a minor lower back surgery uh, a couple of years ago that, has kind of kept me a little bit timid on that front, but I'm feeling really good and thinking, Hey, that's, that's probably going to be one, one of the next things in my future that I need to sign up and do. So. Yeah, uh, no, I mean, just talking from experience, it is an awesome experience. And so um, let me know which one you sign up for. I'm looking to do another one myself. So uh, we're both here on this East coast and, and, and maybe we can find something that's, yeah, uh, travelable to for both of us to to meet up at and Pax. If you haven't done one, please get it on your calendar. It's certainly something that uh, all of us can accomplish. And um, I, you know, and it, I, as you know, because you helped me kind of connect with them um, with Boucher, uh, he he was kind enough to send me his book, uh, Foam Rolling for Dummies, and. <laughs> 
I think I recognized you in that book, man. You got a modeling <laughs> career on the side going on too. Uh, well, mo most people would know me as a zero time award-winning fitness <laughs> model. I, uh, I, I, I was lured into that book. And at that time that was right before I had back surgery. So okay. if I look like I'm in pain in those photos and the foam rollers <laughs> for dummy dummies, it, it's because Mike Ryan had lured me into taking that uh, gig to be in his book. Uh, I am featured on a website somewhere out there in the world as a uh, fitness personality. Um, and, and, and maybe a couple other places. Nice. Nice. Well, I, as you know, foam rolling can be beneficial for low back pain and, and all that stuff. So, uh, I know you have a good resource for that. Yeah. And I, I saw Boucher, uh, the other day and shout out to him. He just qualified for, uh, the DECA world championships. So wow. at, he's in his fifties and that guy is just an absolute machine. Yeah, he is. And uh, for, for those listeners, you may recognize him as a previous guest. And if you haven't heard that episode, let me highly, highly recommend that you guys go check him out. He is uh, utmost professional on all aspects, physical therapist, but uh, has great information through the show. But he's also uh, on Monday Night Football uh, as a as a as a, a, an analyst for the injury, the sports injury analyst injury, for injury. Monday night football and now prime on Thursday nights. Oh, look at him. Uh, and the, so, and the uh, author of the foam rollers for dummies. Yes. Uh, you must get, well, I will say it's a well done book. I, I've had an opportunity to, to look through it. And, um, you know, my patients ask me all the time about optional stretches and foam rolling. And so now I have a resource to point them yeah, to. It's, it's a great it's one. Definitely changed my perspective on foam rolling. I, I do it uh, when I'm laying on the floor in front of the TV. It helps a ton. I've also been experimenting with CBD uh, creams lately as well, which I, you know, depending on if you find the right one, uh, feel like that's also been helpful for, you know, recovery. And I think that's one aspect that F3 we don't focus on enough is recovery. And, you know, I, I know Bones has tons of shows on what you can be doing on that. So, you know, I, I think I've tried just about everything, the Theragun, the, you know, Theracane, you know, foam rollers, uh, I've done it all. Uh, and, and they're all really good, but, you know, ultimately just having a consistent stretching routine, I think is important, especially for yeah. guys like us after it five, six days a week. That's it, brother. Well, man, we could talk forever. As I said, I, I enjoy talking to you and, and you have great information, but, uh, we're going to, we're going to need to wrap this up, uh, kind of keep it, keep it somewhat, uh, timely. So before I do, I do have just two final questions for you and you've already explained and shared tons of great advice, uh, including what you just shared. Um, but if you had like to distill it down to three, three pieces of advice to give a sad clown to get them on their hunt for wellness, uh, what would those, what would that advice be? I'll have to think about that. So I would say, Stop making excuses, come up with a plan and execute on the plan. Is that there three? You go. That's three, man. That's beautiful. I like it. Nice and concise as well. And then uh, I do have a final question, but before I ask it, I do just want to take a few moments and just acknowledge you say, thank you again for being on the show and thank you for what you're doing across the nation. Uh, as far as kind of helping this thing we both love uh, grow and become attainable to more and more men across this world. Uh, so thank you for all that 
dedication that you have out there um, and all the behind the scenes work that you do and what you're doing locally. I know those guys around you on a local basis really appreciate you being there and having life and community with them and, and so forth. And if someone wanted to reach out to you, uh, we talked about having some IT guys reach out specifically, but if someone heard something that you shared today that they want to maybe connect with you on, uh, what are some best ways for them to do that? Sure. So you can email me at badabing at f3nation.com. That's B-A-D-A-B-I-N-G, badabing at f3nation.com. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Chris Gambino. Um, and those are probably the two best places to go uh, for me to respond to you quickly. Um without giving out my phone number. So yeah, no, I got you. And you're on the, um, you're on the nation Slack too, right? Yeah. Nation it's, it's, Slack yeah. channel, bada bing. Uh, I think there's only one, there might be another, but we'll see. We'll see if yeah. he will take him out. Right. <laughs> hey, bada bing's already here. All right. So that was my poor accent. Uh, apologize to everybody that just heard that. Um, so my final question, brother, is this, what is your definition of wellness? I think it's changed over the years, but it, it really is about how you feel holistically. I think wellness encompasses uh, physical health, uh, mental health, and spiritual health. And I think, you know, you should be disciplined in, in all three of accelerating all three areas and really understanding how you're doing, taking a temperature check on all three of those areas, because you can be in great shape and struggling, you know, you, you, so wellness to me is when you are feeling good in all those areas, uh, and your mind and, and, and your body are able to do the things you want to do, accomplish the goals that you want to accomplish that go in a line back to whatever your why is, you know? And so if it's your family and, and you're able to enjoy time outside with them and do sports and do all kinds of things while at the same time leading them and loving them, you know, spiritually and, and having the fellowship with them that you, you, where it needs to be. I think that's wellness. Thanks for listening to the hunt for wellness podcast. Please rate and review our show and be sure to share it with your F3 brothers. As always, we are looking for inspiring stories to share and health experts to interview. So if that's you, please reach out to me at bones at huntforwellness.com, on the nation's Slack at Bones, or Twitter at HFW Podcast. And until next time, this has been Bones guiding the packs of F3 Nation on their hunt for wellness.